Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grounded on this Monday morning. It's supposed to be high about 90 degrees today. Sitting across from me is the one and only the... Brandon. And I am Craig. So how's it going today? It's going good. Good. It, it was a beautiful morning this morning. It was very beautiful, but I'm going to tell you something. Yesterday, perfect. It was perfect. I have no complaints. And that's the first time ever since I've known you well, in what? Four, four years, years? Four and a half years? Five, yeah, four and a half years. Um, that you've ever said the weather was perfect. Perfect. It was absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, I don't usually say this, but if we just would have said, everybody, let's pile out to the shelter house and let's just do a strip down worship and let's just go out, I would have done it. That would have been perfect. Yesterday perfect was day perfect. Yeah, it would it have was been. absolutely perfect. So um, what's been going on? <laughs> Not a lot. Um had a busy weekend. It was a good weekend, but busy weekend. The kids had a birthday party on Saturday to go to, and thankfully, um, my mother-in-law took them to that. I picked them up from it, but I went down on Saturday morning to just south of Columbus. It was about an hour away and shot a 3D archery range. Um, they had a 3D tournament going on, but yeah. I, I just shot it for fun. I didn't, I'm not registered with the ASA, and so, I didn't feel like registering because the season's almost over and um but I had a good time, shot decent. But I had a good time. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And I, decent shooting. Yeah, I didn't shoot awful. I, I okay. was really pleased with how I shot. That was the very first uh three D course that I've ever shot. Well I shot one back about eight or nine years ago with an older bow. It was a okay. hunting bow, and so this was actually my bow that I've got is is a target bow. It's set up for that, it's made for that and, and right, so right. It was, but it was fun. It was, it was a good time. Sounds like a good time. You're, you're pretty good at the bow though. So that's sometimes depends mm -hmm. on the day. You're like, just ask me. Yeah. Just, just, just ask me. Just ask me. My shoulder has been tweaked and so that's feeling better. So that's good. Well, that is good. Speaking of tweaked, how's the, um, Justin Bieber shirt with the bow shooting? Did, did you wear that or? I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have a Justin Bieber shirt. Come on. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You just got a tattoo of him across your chest. <laughs> it says the Biebs. Oh, gosh. Let's move on. <laughs> mm -hmm. So my um, my truck woes continue. And um, yeah, as gonna... much as I hate to admit this, um, um, I drove a Thursday, gave it a break because everybody knows I'm driving on four gears right now. I'm just biding my time so I can get rid of it. and. So I drove it Thursday, didn't drive it Friday, got to get into it on Saturday, thing was dead. It was like, yeah, alternator, battery, so I pulled the battery out, which is no easy feat in the right. 2012 Chevy Silverado because there's bars and stuff I had to take. It's like I had to assemble, disassemble half the truck just to get to the battery. So got that thing out, took it to the AutoZone. They were like, they charged it for what they said should be an hour and a half, went back 3% is all the battery held. And I was like, oh, okay, so I need a new battery. So I said, give me the cheapest one or next to cheapest one because I'm getting rid of this thing. Put the new battery in. Boom, things started up awesome. Went back out this morning, dead again. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, did not do well. So um, I am going to list this thing on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist as is. I'm going to tell everything that's wrong with it. I'm going to make a good deal. And um, I'm going to try to have somebody come in and get this because I am done putting money in this thing. And somebody wants to make me a deal, call me and we'll talk about it. Still good truck. I just don't have the knowledge to, you know, fix the transmission and whatever else is going on with this thing right now. So, um, so if you're listening and you want a great deal, 
on a 2012 Chevy Red Silverado. Chevy Silverado. <laughs> Call Craig. Exactly. <laughs> Come on down. Exactly. A new car, actually, not really. <laughs> An old truck. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm trying not to let my frustration get to me, but it got to me yesterday and for this sure. morning, and so I'm probably going to have to go to my knees in prayer and ask for forgiveness. But um, I'll do that. And I've done it before. And for your truck to and start. For my truck to start. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that's too bad. It's like my truck woes rubbed off on you. Yeah, and they haven't even been together in the same room. So whatever yours had, yours is like COVID. It just Mine's, every time I drive by it, it spits at it. It's still, yeah. Mine's still sitting there though. I still have not, uh, have not put the starter in yet, but we'll get there. I guess. But you, you have power it. though, right? You, cause mm-hmm. you're, yeah, but your starter, what do you do? Is it just like clicking when you, yeah, yeah. Mine's yeah. clicking, but I still have, it's weird. Yeah, that's weird. It started yesterday. That shouldn't be your starter. Yeah, exactly. I think it's the ultimate. I'm with but. you though. I'm not mechanically minded. That's why I have friends who are. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I'm not friends. I always tease um, my <laughs> wife um, and my family because I. What frustrates me is I'm not mechanically good, so I always say, "Well, this is where I'm like half a man. I can't just quite, you know." I, and there you have it. He exactly. actually said it. I'm half a man when it comes to this <laughs> mechanical truck stuff. Right. So, and exactly. I hate that. That's just the fact. And I get more frustrated at that. It's like a few years ago when my grandson Clayton was like three or four years old. He would push the refrigerator and he tried to actually shove the refrigerator so it would roll, but you know, he can't do it. Right. He got so frustrated doing that. And, um, I told Anita, I was like, that's the way I felt with this truck yesterday. And I was right. like, I felt like I was right. trying to push the refrigerator as a four year old and I couldn't get anything to happen with it. So, but anyway, enough of my truck woes. The weather is decent. Um, I'm sitting across from the one and only Brandon Chenault and he's full of knowledge and whatever else. And. Yeah, I don't know. I'll about, go to whatever else. I don't know about that, and I have no idea of what whatever else is, but you can make your own assumptions. So there. I heard, uh, I heard, um, your dad, known as Willie. Yep. Got a new truck. He did get a new truck. Well, it's my, technically my mom's. Well, well, that's good. And it was a 2022? I think so, yeah. Ram? I really like the color. It's a Ram. Um, it's, he ended up getting the V6 e-torque. Okay. So it's not the V8, um, but seems so you should be getting about 23 miles of a gallon. 23, now. 24 is what highway is what it's registered at. So good deal. I think so. I haven't mm. talked to him a whole lot about it. I like the color. It's a really dark blue. Is it? Yeah. They had a black. They had a black. Black. Mm-hmm. What, what year was that one? 18? <laughs> really? It's almost a new truck. Why'd they get rid of it? It was maybe a lot of miles. I can't remember. They have a lot of miles on it. I don't know. I think they wanted something that was going to do better gas mileage, get better gas mileage. That would be nice. Mine, yeah. Mine, I won't down talk it because I know somebody on here might be wanting to buy it. So right. Come down, just give me a ring and we'll, we'll make a deal for you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a truck. I mean, you're only going to get so many gas mileage. Exactly. Good, yeah. You, you don't know, buy it for the gas mileage. mileage. Yeah. yeah. You don't buy it thinking, oh, this is like a uh, Prius. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're getting in our traverse. We're getting I, Saturday on that trip down to south of Columbus and back. I got like 28 and a half miles of the gallon. So that's pretty good. It's very good. But every day kind of average. We're averaging right around, um, 24, which isn't awful. You know, just driving around. If you get your truck going, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. I could actually drive your truck or that car to save some money for myself and gas and you could put the family in the truck. How do we think? They fit. Then they I do could drive fit. the Traverse around. There you go. Whatever you He's need to do. He's going to be like, that is not going to happen. Whatever you need to do. 
be nice if you had that truck going. I could borrow that. <laughs> right. Exactly. You you could if I had it going. So I ought to go home today and get that the starter, starter in. in. That should be a quick fix. Well, sure. If you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing. See, that's the thing. I, you know, I'm not knowledgeable on this stuff. So anybody that has, if I say something wrong, just, um, just correct ignore me. It. But, um, you know, I watch a lot of classic cars and I like to own a classic car. And, and the thing I like about classic cars is that everything looks so much easier to get to. And I've actually watched people like change stuff in their engines and, Plugs and points and oils and transmissions and all that. And it just looks like, you know, they just, if you watch YouTube and YouTube's like, what a university. It is. There's so many things you can learn on there. So you learn a lot watching that, but you'll watch that even now. Like, um, I actually had to go to YouTube yesterday to figure out how to take out that daggone battery in my oh, truck. Oh, I'm sure. And thank goodness it was there because I was like locked. I'm like, what do I do? How do I get this out? So finally I had to, it felt like I was like taking my truck apart. Yeah. When that crankshaft sensor broke off in the engine block of my truck, <laughs> I went to YouTube to try to get ideas on how to get it out because it broke off literally flush with the engine block. And it's like, well, see, what do you do with that? Yeah. I, I mean, we ended up drilling it out and right and screwing a piece into it and pulling it out. And Bill Levings actually made a, a little doohickey to see i'm very technically minded there yeah if he you made go to AutoZone and say hey i need the doohickey what they do with that? <laughs> do they know what you're talking I need about a doohickey to help get this out of an engine block yeah bill's uh bill's pretty knowledgeable on that stuff he knows what he's doing he's very knowledgeable yeah. yep he's like the brainiac when it comes to your cars and trucks that's true you can call bill at 1-800 no, <laughs> uh, so what else is going on not a whole lot mm-hmm. um Good day yesterday. Good day yesterday. Yeah. Had the ladies leading. The ladies the led. Thank you. Job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Linda, Jocelyn, Adrian. They did great. Yeah. And then the, the ladies were back in the sound booth as well. You had Allie and Allison. So it was, it was the ladies and you. It was the ladies and me. And, me. and you. You, I was only you up, did announcements. I literally was up one minute, maybe a minute and a half at the most yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick and easy. I was under time for service, right? It's what you told By me. Three minutes and three seconds. Jordan actually um, confirmed that. She was like, I turned around and okay. looked. She she wanted to check. Second service, I may have been over by like 46 seconds. See, isn't it amazing how you can go over it's crazy. the second service? And now, I do the same thing. Now, second service, I did have to throw in the bit in there and, and educate those who were watching on the live stream that, hey, the video won't be playing. So there was a little bit more I had to add to that. Right. But, but yeah, it's crazy how one service, you know, that was a, you know, Almost four minute difference. I always know that the second service runs longer for me too. And, um, so if I happen to run over by a minute and a half or two in the first service, Brenton starts giving me the stink eye because he knows it's It's going to be longer. Buckle up. (laughs) Buckle up. Here we go. I get the literal stink eye from him. Yep. (laughs) So yeah, no, this coming week though, um, people won't know what to do. You've been out of commission two weeks and and they may like that actually. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Right. So that's John the Baptist this week. John the Baptist coming up and I, you know, I love John the Baptist and, um, because what, what a life and what a guy that we all know about, but what a life that's pretty much shoved under the rug to get to Jesus. And, yeah. you know, just, the, just what the whole story of John the Baptist and what took place around there and what, how God used him in mm-hmm. just, you know, today, uh, Sunday, we're going to talk about how courageous John the Baptist right. is or was and just some of the things that, um, you know, that he did and how he 
interacted with people, no fear, no fear at all. And I, yep. and I love that because I think John the Baptist, if he was in our world today, he would not change his stripes at all. He would be the, he would be that guy still. He'd right. be calling things out and he would be laying it on the line. And man, we need to more, we need more John the Baptist. That's Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's this Sunday. And then the next Sunday after that, you're back up. Don't ask me what I'm doing yet. I, there's a few different video clips that I'm tossing around, but the woman at the well is really at the top right now. But really we'll good. See. That's, that's a good that's scene. A good clip. They're very well done. And then I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but I know I just figured it out today. Just told everybody, but then I'm up the last one, so I'm yeah. going to make that be a surprise. That's going to be, gonna a, that's be good. That's I won't be, be here a, that weekend. I know you won't. I will. But you watch it on television, right? We will watch. I will maybe even just go down and park my chair on the beach and pull up my phone and watch it from there. How be, How much better could that be? You couldn't get better. Watch it be raining. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just put up the umbrella. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the chosen, and um, thank you guys for uh, hanging in there with us. And we wanted this to be a little bit of a different month for that, mm-hmm. and give you guys uh, alternative versions of people's um, you know speaking abilities. And you know, I know how it is. Sometimes you know you hear the same person over and over again. It gets a little old. Gets a little stale. And and I'm not you know. Can I just be honest? I'm not kind of a um, lovey dovey. You know. You? What do you call it? You're not? Yeah, so I think it's good. It's a good balance. And um in August we're gonna I don't know, do a short... I don't know that I was really lovey dovey either though. No. No. But you won't get any emails though, I bet. Probably not. Yeah. I might get them after this Sunday, but anyway. There you know. go. Um but I um in August mm-hmm. we're gonna do a short series, four four week series. And it's gonna be called Just the Facts. And we're gonna talk about just factual things of the Bible, like baptism yep. and things like that. So um hope you guys uh, will be back for that. And then I'll throw this out. We can talk about it a little bit later, but um we are actually confirmed to do our fair service on September the fourth at ten o'clock. That's a Sunday. We will not be worshiping here at RCC, but we're gonna be doing that at the uh, Richwood County Fair? Richwood Fair, not county, yeah. just Richwood just Fair. Richwood Fair. So we're going to be at the Richwood Fair. Um, so that is, that's going to be good. And you missed it last year. I, so. I plan to be there this year. I hope you are. And, I, um, I hope who knows, I am maybe too. I won't be there. I don't know. But, um, but have you seen the shelter house since the previous year that we were there? It's concrete. Yeah, I did see that. It's really nice. Yep. And, uh, we had a lot of good people pitching. I know we've talked about this, but, uh, you weren't there. You always do so much to get that fair service together. And, um, you know, looking back on that, God just really worked through mm-hmm. that. All Absolutely. the people that picked him. I mean, we had Randy Neal and Corey Smith and Clint Matlack and the worship team. Yep. Everybody James, just, James and picked up the slack yep. on that. And it was just really, um, I was really impressed with just how people did that. Yep. So, um, I agreed. Um, I hope and, um, I hope Mario going to start praying that God's going to use that to do what, you know, we're supposed to do. Absolutely. It's a good day. I always look forward to that. And, th- and that was, uh, there were two things that bummed me out in that week. And one was the fact that I got, I had to miss that. Um, well, I think you lost track of your vacation time. And so when you log that in as vacation, I couldn't believe it. I did. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other thing was I missed my son's birthday. I missed his you eighth did. birthday. That yeah. is right. And so they FaceTimed me. They had a big crowd of people that met up on the corner and um or somewhere. I'm not sure where they met. But they um then drove down into my driveway and, and everybody beeped and tossed out presents to him and everything. Awesome. And so here I am on the phone watching that crying and you know, right. couldn't be there. That was tough. That was probably the toughest part of, of that mm, week. I bet. I bet it was. Not That's... being there for that. That was a that was a crazy time. I know we joke about it because what do you do? I mean, mm-hmm. 
you either joke about it or you just wallow in misery. In it, and, yeah, but I, I know that was a difficult time, and I hated um, hated that you had to go through that. And it's amazing how you know God uses things like that. Mm-hmm. And and I've actually heard people tell me that you know when you had when you were sick and you had COVID and were in the hospital and stuff, and then when you came back out and you just continued to do all this stuff, that was a really good example. I had actually people tell me that was a good example mm-hmm. then that you didn't back down. And and I think that's what, as Christians, you know, we're talking about cur- Courage Sunday. Right. you got to have the courage not to back down yeah. even though you get hit with something or an illness or financial right. issues or maybe, I, I don't know what we get hit with, loss, job, job loss. Yeah. We have a tendency to cower and wallow in that. And I know you had Take a few, you had to take a few weeks to get your steam back, and it took yeah. a little further after that. That's that's not a problem, but um, but it didn't deter you or back you down right. or anything like right. that. And um, and I think that's good. So. That's a good point too. I guess I didn't even I haven't even thought about it like that too. But sometimes you know we're called to set an example too to right. encourage each other as Christ followers, and and sometimes we just by the way we live, we may not even realize we're encouraging other people. You know, I. I all right, I have not been told that, and so yeah. that was. I'm shocked you, know, you haven't, because I've really, I've yeah. had several people tell me that over yeah. the course of the, or maybe I haven't just shut it out. Fall. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, no, it's crazy to think that that's coming up on a year anniversary. There, it's like, oh wow, yeah, we actually are, and I mean, you you were down like the third week of August, and, mm-hmm. and that was know, a long. I mean, that I was, didn't see you though after Christmas. So, <laughs> bull, <laughs> come on, it was a good. I mean, it was a good. Uh, I was gone four Sundays. Yeah. I was here the fourth Sunday. Yeah. Um, Dave Mason led worship, and Allie and I, that was fun. We've talked about this on the podcast too, but Allie and I um, ran the stream room together that day. I was super weak. I was yeah. weak as all get out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we ran the stream room together, and I was trying to act like the, uh, you know, the director. And <laughs> she looked at me and she said, "Listen, I'm in here every week. You just." Do what you're supposed to do and let me do what I'm supposed to do. You know, uh, I, I can't actually hear her saying that. I think you're giving her a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Allie. <laughs> yep. So we do have, uh, swim lessons tonight. That starts tonight. Really? Yeah. So hopefully I'll be able to swim. Are you actually swimming? No, it's for my kiddos. Oh, I was like, cause, um, yeah, I was like, so you don't know how to swim? <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, my parents, and this is not a joke. I, it, it six, eight months, something like that. Um, I, it was, I was under a year, I believe, and they can confirm this. They listen to the podcast. Um, but they threw me in the ocean at like six or eight months old. Good for them. Like, you know, no better way to either that they were either trying to feed me to the fish, like feed me to a shark or they were trying to get me to learn how to swim. Well, another piece of the puzzle comes (laughs) in. Exactly. (laughs) Now it's all makes sense. Uh, No, I was, I was water skiing at five years old and I was a fish when I was a kid, but, um, Mike Jordan and Christian actually have gotten better. They have been able to swim the last few weeks and jump off the diving board. And so they're good, but Kennedy's getting there, you know, she's five. And, um, but so I think that through this, these next two weeks of their swim lessons, it's going to make them stronger swimmers, which is great because we're heading to the beach in three weeks. So. We have um, that'll that'll be fun, and um, you'll well der well deserved vacation. 
again. Do you mean that? Yeah, okay. I do mean that. Actually, thank you. Appreciate I, you know, that. the other part's just joking around. Exactly. I meant that way, exactly. But, uh, thank you. Hey, I, um, before we get into the topic of Sunday and everything, um, I know we have uh, several people who listen religiously, and I know people who listen, you know, you know, from all around, and I, I'm. Appreciate you guys doing that. If you ever get the chance or whatever and, uh, you know, send this on to somebody, like it and subscribe and tell somebody about it. Maybe they can cue in. And, um, I know sometimes our talk is more geared to, you know, here, but I also have people have contacted me and that don't, that's not involved living in the Richwood area or Union County mm-hmm. and they've enjoyed the, uh, listening to the podcast. So I know we have like, um, um, Kevin Beal and I know Randy Neal, Wyatt, Wyatt, and Glenn. Glenn Smith, and my wife. She was this morning. She was like, "Have fun with the podcast. I can't wait to listen to it." Right? I know we have got several. My I got my friend Jason out in um, Indiana. My I know my dad listens, and um, I know uh, Mike. Um, I know we've got ten, twelve, fifteen regular listeners that I hear from, and uh, so we really appreciate. It. We might probably have more, but um, so but but I really appreciate it though. So yeah. it. Um, Hope you guys still hang in there with us when we get to rambling or when Brandon gets to rambling. I do tend to get off topic sometimes and I, I won't even deny that. Um, so you were telling me earlier about something Jason was saying and him and I are going to have to have words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I don't even know Jason. Oh, he knows you. But I was going to say, I feel like he I knows do. You, you've, you've talked about him enough. I feel like I, I know him. So everything he knows about you. You've actually told him I'm on this sure, podcast. I'm sure I have. I mean, that you were a spelling bee winner. That's true. That you were tossed in the ocean at That's age two months. Too. That you're man love for Justin Bieber. That is not true. It is. You, you guys, make, if you, you could see his up. face, I'm yeah. telling you, he says no, but his eyes say yeah. That promo is over now. They're not, they don't have the. I'm sorry. That's okay. The I'm Tim Beebs. Those things were good though. <laughs> they were very good. <laughs> so anyway, Brandon sends me this last night and I forwarded it on to my friend Jason. And the caption is this. It's a meme. The caption is this. So you gotta get, you gotta get, the, pay attention to this. Here's the caption. Somewhere between 1959 and 2022, things went terribly wrong. <laughs> There's two pictures. Yep. One is John Wayne decked out in this cowboy you know he's just a man vest on and on the other side is this guy with literally this guy with short shorts on he's wearing a rainbow colored like girl t-shirt hair up in a bun on his phone with flip-flops on so somewhere between 1959 and 2022 things went terribly wrong so yeah i sent that to jason and um Jason, you're getting called out, I guess. He sat back. He said, well, you should change that picture on the right to a guy in yoga pants and a I love Justin Bieber shirt. And I responded back to Jason and said, so just change it to Brandon's picture. (laughs) And he went, basically. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's me. You got me pegged. (laughs) So on with the show. On with the show. So yeah, yesterday was a good day. It was a good day. You it did was a very good job. I appreciate you doing it. Thanks. And you guys did well. Todd did well the yes, week before. Did. You yep. did well yesterday. I really appreciate it. Um, we need to get you up there more than just once every so often, but it's been more recently. I, yeah, it has been more recently. And you got this a week is, to go again. And I've got another week. Yeah. So, but yeah, good job. And, um, I thought you did a great job laying that out and, 
um, the parable of the net. That was that was a good scene. Yeah, there was a good scene. There's so much in that scene. Like I wish we could have um, broke it down even more because what happens after Jesus teaches the parable is probably the one of the best scenes so far in the first two seasons. Right. Um, where you know Peter has fished all night long. And he's trying to, you know, to just make up some money so he can pay some on his taxes because he owes a ton of taxes. And, um, you know, they didn't catch a single fish. Right, right. And then Jesus comes up and he wants to teach from his boat. And Peter's like, I really don't have time for this. I've got things to do. And he's like, I know you're busy, you know, but I have something for you. Just allow me a few moments. And so he, he gets up, he teaches, does the parable of the net. Um, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But then after that, you know, he dismisses his students. He's like, you know, I've got some business to attend to with my new friend. Mm-hmm. And he steps off the boat and he says, why don't you take that net and, and put it down for a catch? And they're literally like right on the shore, you know, right. as you read the Bible, it, it sounds like they're a little farther offshore in the Bible, but that, that to me is what kind of makes this scene even cooler is that right. they're right there, like right on the shore and you you know, knee deep water. Right. And, um, if I would have showed that, I went over by five minutes. I've done it. Uh, yes, you have. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, and so Peter's like, oh, look, I don't have a, I, I love that. He's like, I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. You know, we've been fishing all night. He was like, I know. Just trust me. And, and, and Andrew's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, Andrew knows and Andrew is convinced right, that Jesus right, is right. the Messiah. And so, you know, Peter's like, uh, okay, whatever, because you said so, I'll do it. And so they toss it in and, and, and Peter looks at, at, or Simon looks at Jesus and he's like, kind of shrugs his shoulder, like, and raises his eyebrows, like, hmm, you know, nothing's happening. Right, right. And Jesus looks back at Simon and he goes, hmm, like, kind of smirks. Right. And then all of a sudden, the boat just shifts, like, this enormous weight hits right. it. And there's, the nets are filled with fish and they start to pull it up. And Zebedee and, um, and James and John come running across the shore and they help them get all the fish and the fish fill the boat. Um, and it's just a, that's really good. It's a really, really good scene of another biblical, you know, right, account. Right. Um, but you know, I like how they, Dallas Jenkins put those back to back and, right, and, right. and so, yeah, but I talked about, I, I kind of opened up and talked about how, you know, our hope through this series is that you'll be encouraged to go back if you haven't watched the chosen mm-hmm. and to watch the chosen, because we really do believe that it is. I know people, um, I know some people have told me yesterday they're binge watching. Somebody right told now. me they've been watched, yeah. binge watched all of season one. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Um, but that, you know, and that's our hope is that you'll be encouraged to go back. But I said, our prayer is that through watching this, through watching the clips and through mm-hmm. watching the chosen, you'll be be driven to your Bible. Right. Um, and that's what happened to me. You know, I said the the Bible, you know, Hebrews 4, verses 12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You know, and I love that word. It's alive. It's powerful. It's active. Don't you think, um, <clears throat> don't you think that's why when you read verse uh, Hebrews 4, 12, don't you think that's why a lot of people go against the Bible. Do you, do you, you see what I'm saying? Why a lot of even Christians, mm-hmm. why we cherry pick the Bible because the Bible, um, you know, is alive. Mm-hmm. It's living. It's active. Um, and the, the thing that you, when you read this scripture where it says it cuts between, you know, soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And this is the part here. I think what really gets all mm-hmm. of us. It exposes our um, innermost thoughts and mm-hmm. our desires. Yeah. So you hear something from God's word that goes against God's yeah. word, yeah. and all of a sudden you're exposed. 
So that's where we get defensive and we start to claw our way out. But God's word is, it's kind of like you correcting Christian or me correcting Dustin and Danae when they were living at home. You know, you're trying to expose what they've done, but try to lead them in another path. And I believe that's what God's word does for us. For sure. But if you ignore it, man, it gets rough. Yeah. And what we try to do a lot of times is just try to, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, you know, when you have a pool and you take that, the skimmer and you get the bugs off the top of it. It's almost like that's what we're doing with God's word. Like we're just trying mm-hmm. to scrape the top. Mm-hmm. Just let's God is love and and God is peace and we don't want to stir the waters too much. Let's just skim the top. You know, you know it's funny you said that because no lie, um a couple was it last week? I think it was last week. I was listening to John Piper. It was something recently. Okay. And he was talking about a pool analogy of Christians. Mm. And that he says majority of Christians spend their entire lifetime walking around in a kiddie pool. Mm. Are you ready for this? He says with about an inch of water in it, but they think that they're diving deep. Wow. To be honest. Yeah. I would not disagree with him. That's crazy. And that's what that's what makes me. He said a majority. He didn't say some. Right. He said a majority of Christians, and they think they've attained mm-hmm. what God wants them to attain. Mm-hmm. He says, imagine what that person would do if they got out of the kiddie pool and jumped in ten feet of water. Yeah. What God would do. And that's that's for me as a minister. That's what makes my heart heavy. Is yep. is seeing people. And this is not you know I'm not judging. I'm I'm not calling people out. But seeing people who think that they've got it all figured out and think they're they're deep, but they're standing in that kiddie pool. Right. Um, and I feel like I'm standing in the kiddie pool sometimes. I'm, I'm there sometimes. And Absolutely. I hate it. And I just dip my feet into the next pool, you know. But he's right. Can you imagine if – and he went on, and I, I won't talk about this because we got other things to talk about. But since you brought that up, that yeah. jogged my mind. But he, he said that um, the the reason that the majority of Christians stay in the kiddie pool is because they can control what takes place in the kiddie pool. Right. You can, you can actually mm-hmm. control your, your, the distance and the depth and the walking yep. and what you want to do. But when you jump in over your head, only God is the one that can control what takes place. And that, that's a lot of places where he said a majority, once again, mm-hmm. do not want to be where God is totally 100% in, in control. control. When you're in the kiddie pool, God is like, Eight percent, he said. Five percent in control, and you're controlling the rest. When you jump into right. over your head, God is one hundred percent in control. Then he said, "Try it. You might like it." Yeah, for sure. He's very good. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's you know just kind of going back to that analogy too of you know when we do jump in, it is exhilarating. You know, right. when we go deeper, it is exciting. We want to continue to do it. You know, that's like when we started that Bible reading. But it hurts. It does hurt sometimes. And it's a struggle. It does hurt. Yeah. You know, you jump off the diving board and if you land wrong, you know, I tweaked my shoulder and I'm pretty sure that's how I tweaked my shoulder. Um, but you know, I'm thinking about my kids. You know, they, for so long, they were like, oh no, right. we're comfortable down here in the short end where we can stand up. Right. But when they started being able to swim and realized that they can now jump off the diving board and swim, to the ladder and get out, where do they want to spend their time? Well, and at the diving board. Exactly. And that's the same thing when you, when you break it down in the spiritual level of, uh, uh, of a Christian, you know, w- w- most majority of Christians who go to church, and I'm going to use a John Piper phrasing, a majority, you know, it's okay if you talk about affairs and pornography and homosexuality and lying and stealing. That's fine. 
because I don't do that. Right. So hit that hard and because those people need to change. But what really where the rubber meets the road for most Christians is this gossip, gossip. being a coward, mm-hmm. being afraid, yeah. holding a chip, unforgiveness, yeah. because that's really where we need to be. Yeah, we all know the other stuff is wrong. And the reason I talk about that is because a lot of Christians are being swayed by that message even now in sure. this church. Yep. But when you start talking about those other things, now here's what happens. Your verse Hebrews 4.11 or Hebrews 4 verse 12 kicks in. It exposes the innermost thoughts and in your, in your desires. Yeah. It's it, it exposes everything. It divides what needs to be. And so now you've got to change because if you're a coward, you need to change. Do right. you also know being a coward, you're not going to go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Being afraid? You, you can't live like that. Yeah. There's no way you can live like that. Um, you can't, you, you cannot go around and call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ and have unforgiveness in your heart. Right. If you're like, well, I've forgiven that person. Have you? Mm-hmm. How do you know you've forgiven them? Um, if you've forgiven them, you're going to talk, you're going to talk to them. You're not going to give them the cold shoulder. If you've forgiven them, you're not going to try to get back at them. You're not going to gossip about them. You're going to talk bad about them. That's how you know if you're forgiven them. Right. I'm going to just say a majority of the Christians, they say, I've forgiven them, but they're still doing those things. For sure. So that's, you know what you're doing? You're staying in the kiddie pool. Right. You're controlling the situation yeah. instead of diving in. God, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to trust you. For sure. Very hard. It is very hard. That's Hebrews 412. We just, we just spent a whole lot of time on your first right? verse. I hope That's it goes a, faster. <laughs> right, exactly. That's a great, great analogy. Um, but yeah, no, I talked about how, you know, you may read the Bible or a Bible verse a right. hundred times and it not affect you the way it does the hundred and first time. For whatever reason, God, you know, prepares your heart in a different way right. or it just hits you in a different way. And I said, that's the way it was with this video clip, you know, and that's the great thing is these, there are certain clips that they have in each, you know, in each, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Episode. Episode. Thank you. You're welcome. My goodness. You know, um, usually it's you helping me. That's exactly. the first time I've ever had to help you. Wow. Um, but in each episode, there are clips that are taken literally word for word from scripture. And I love that. And, and for me, that's what, when I heard this teaching and I heard the way, and there was, you know, kind of leading up to Jesus telling the parable, there were a couple things that were, they taken liberties on, but it was like so well done that it just hit me in a different way. And somebody else came up to me after service yesterday and they said, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that before. And, and so I set the, the, I set it up talking about how Simon and, and Andrew Zebedee, um, James and John had been fishing all night. They're trying to, you know, get money to help pay back Simon's, Simon's debts, his taxes. Right. Um, and they didn't catch a single fish. And then they get to the video clip where Jesus tells the parable of the net. And that comes from Matthew chapter 13. And that whole chapter, he's, he's telling parables and he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Um, but I first talked about how in this clip, we see that this clip or this parable that Jesus told in this moment, you know, I don't know that that was the case in real life um, when he really told it, but in this clip, they, they kind of do it to where it was more for Simon right. than it was for the right. people, the students sitting on the shore listening. Perfect, uh, perfect scene. And, you know, when I watch these, I also binge watched them. And when you binge watch, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times you lose you you're you're captivated yes and it's awesome that you can binge watch because you get it all one time but i also think that you lose a lot because you're overstimulated yes and so when you showed that scene yesterday i've already seen that but Mm -hmm. i've only seen that episode once right i'm always captivated by the guy who plays jesus because i think he does such an awesome job of being jesus that um he puts this 
personality of Jesus, which I think that's the personality that Jesus had. So I agree. Whether it's Dallas Jenkins or a conglomeration of a group of people that sit down here as the personality or the director, I think that's good because when Jesus was doing, um, when he was doing the parable of the net and mm-hmm. doing that, I really, um, I was, I enjoyed that, but I also it was the first time I've seen it since the first time I have seen it. And it put a different spin on it, just that clip. Yes. Yeah. And that, cause sometimes those clips get lost in the mm-hmm. major episode of 40 minutes or whatever, right, but that right. clip just stood out on its own and I really liked that. Yeah, it did. So, yeah. It did. And so I talked about that just in, in the idea that I've been, this part convicted me just in the fact that I've been there before where I have missed a teaching. Mm-hmm. I've missed what God wants to tell me because I'm listening to something and I'm thinking, wow, I hope he listens to this or I hope she's listening or right, I wish right, right. so-and-so was here because they really need to hear this, you know? And, and, and so when I watch this, it's like, wow, that was, that parable was for Simon more than it was for the students that he was teaching, right, right. you know, and, and we, the same thing happens to us. And so I talked about how, um, you know, it's like when you're flying in an aircraft and, right. and you are preparing to take off and, and the flight attendants are going through the what ifs, you know, right. If something happens and we need to yeah, <laughs> exit right, the plane, right, the exits right, are located right, here, right. the flotation devices are located under your seat, and then they get to the part where yeah. they say, if oxygen is needed throughout the cabin, oxygen masks will descend from the ceiling above your head. Um, please, if you have someone right next to you that needs assistance, put your mask on first and then help them with their mask. You know, if you ever ditch the worship thing, you might want to be a flight attendant. I, you know, I'd see the world. That'd be great. <laughs> I could see you as a flight attendant. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hey, uh, can I have a bag of nuts, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, I, yeah, see, I, I made a lousy RA. I made a, I made a good RA in college, but I made a lousy RA because everybody hated me because it was like, hey, no, you can't do that. You know, when I was in college, my RAs just left me alone because I, I made them an they offer they you, couldn't refuse, so. Right. Oh, there you go. You paid them <laughs> off. Exactly. Okay, so yesterday, Jesus, then the clip was talking about this and, and I, it was taken from the Matthew 13, 47 through 50. Correct. And he says, um, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish in every kind of, in every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore and sat down and they sorted through the good fish. They sorted the good fish into crates and threw the bad ones away. Verse 49. That is that that is the way that it'll be at the end of the world. The angels will come and they will separate the wicked people from the righteous. That'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. Washington should be running for their skins right now. But right. anyway, verse fifty: <laughs> throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. And I leaned over to you yesterday during the first service when Jesus said that, and I said, "You said wow, and people think I'm harsh." Exactly, <laughs> that came right people from the don't mouth like of me. Jesus. Yeah, right. Exactly. What a, what a um, what but what a description of you know that net. And, and, and this parable is not long. It's I not mean, long. It's, like, it's just little. It's just a little parable. You're right. And look what it says. And How descriptive is that? And not only that, but very seldom when Jesus is teaching in a parable. Does he explain the meaning of it? But here, he not only teaches the parable, but then he says, that's the way it will be at the end of the world. Like, he explains what he's saying, what this, what this description of catching the fish in the net is really all about. And so I gave three lessons, three takeaways, um, that we can take from this. And takeaway number one, lesson one was we must always be ready for Jesus' return. And that's the thing. Yep. And I don't think we're ready. Right. 
I don't think people are ready. Uh, okay, here's the thing. I know I'm a sinner. I know I mess up. I know I know I say things I shouldn't say. I know I pop off. I know there's things in my heart that always need to be cleaned out. Um, honestly, I I'm like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a good Christian about three out of the seven days a week, right. and the other four days I'm really struggling to do the right mm-hmm. thing. And um, so when when I think about that way, but here's one thing I know: I'm ready for Jesus to return. Absolutely, I am 100. percent I know people. Since I've been here, it's like, you know, it's, hey, you, you, you want to die, you got a suicide wish, you want a death wish. No, not at all. No. I'm just saying I'm ready for Jesus to come. If he doesn't come and I live to be 100 years old, I hope that I'm blessed with health and I'm able to serve God. But if Jesus comes back right now today, mm-hmm. right now this moment, I'm before we get this podcast over, I'm 100% yeah. happy with well, that. Well, because the truth is it's inevitable one exactly. way or another. You, you're either going to um, die of old age. You're going to die maybe not of old age and, and die tragically. And you don't know when that time's coming, or Jesus is going to return, and Jesus Himself doesn't even know when that time exactly. is coming. So we, you've got to be ready. I said two of the biggest lies that Satan can convince us as Christians of is that we have more time. one more time. Yeah. You know, and that is such a big lie that Satan has convinced the church of. I've got more. Or time. if we don't think we have more time, is that we don't we don't even think about the time. Exactly. We just think that it's well, time is time, and we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I think it's where a lot I'm, of I'm guaranteed. Are. I'm guaranteed exactly. tomorrow. Exactly. You know? And I said, you know, we think we have more time to make ourselves right, more time to get baptized, more time to tell others about the life saving right. grace of Jesus Christ. Um, and then I said, the second lie is that we're good to go, that we can coast, we can put put it on autopilot, right? And we can just coast to the finish line. The truth is, is that we can't coast. Exactly. We've got to be ready for Jesus' return. One hundred percent. Always, we got to be ready because, um, and uh, you know, I, here's the thing that gets me about. Christians. Um, well, I don't want to die because I want to see my kids graduate. I want mm-hmm. to see, I want to have grandkids. Awesome. I, I think that's awesome. I think that's a lofty sure. goal. So you're telling me, <laughs> you're telling me you would rather take the pain and the struggle of earth than stand in heaven with God Almighty around the throne of God and right. live in heaven and know that n- now we're going to be all right. How, that's so much better than marriage and, yep. um, you know, as much as I hate to admit, grandbabies. Mm-hmm. I love my grandbabies. I Absolutely. think they're the greatest things that ever happened in my life. Um, but you've got to, you've got to put this into perspective as a Christian. This is the goal. Eternity is the goal. Yep. And so, you know, we've got to think with eternity in mind. And if a Christian tells me, well, I don't want to die, uh, you know, I've got so many things. Well, you're not thinking with eternity, mate. You're thinking with, you're thinking with a limited prospect or a limited knowledge about my life here on this earth. Right. You're putting too much stock in a place that's not your home. Well, and that's what I was going to say. And the last time I preached, I that was one of one of the points was that we have to I was talking about sanctification. And and I said, you know, we have to remember that this is not our home. This earth, this body, this is not my home. One day whether I, I die or Jesus comes back, my soul is going to leave this body. I'm not taking it with me. God's going to give me a new body. And um and heaven is my home. This Everything that we see is just temporary. That's a new body. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. My shoulders crack and pop, and my knees crack you, and pop. I can see you standing in front of God. <clears throat> you're standing on judgment. He's smiling. I know. Where, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say. It. Okay. Anyway, good point though. <laughs> God, God, can I? Can I be six six, please? <laughs> And look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I read the Matthew chapter 24, 35 through 37. I've talked before this. It's like, you know, the fish in that parable, they, they were swimming around doing what they always did. They exactly. weren't expecting to be caught. They probably didn't even know what a net was until all of a sudden, bam, 
they were caught. In Matthew 24, Jesus says this, Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. And I said, you know, in Noah's day, people, they, they thought they were good to go. Exactly. They were living their lives. The Bible says they were eating and drinking and having mm-hmm. parties. And up until that point, there had not been rain on the earth from the sky. And I think that's a good point to bring up because I think people don't realize that before that, no rain ever fell. Right. You know, every all of the water came from springs mm-hmm. from the ground. And here Moses is building this giant boat saying, you know, God's going to flood the earth. And they've got to look at him and mm-hmm. think that he is on something or he's crazy or mm-hmm. or all of the above. Until and, and they thought they were good until it was too late, until God had shut the door of the ark mm-hmm. and the rain started to fall mm-hmm. and it was too late. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the last thing that I want for me, the last thing that I want for you, for our families, for anybody listening, is for us to think that we're we're good to go um, and then it'd be too late. Exactly. Because um, – and that's, you know, I've, I've said this before. That's the only reason why – I speak the way I speak is that number one, I don't want you to go to hell. Right. And I don't want your kids and your grandkids mm-hmm. to go to hell. And I want you to live with eternity in mind. If you get mad at me in the between, that's on you, not right. me. Right. I, I can't help the way you feel. Yep. You, you're, you're living on your feelings, but you got to look at the facts of God's word. God's word doesn't, doesn't change and yep. it's always truthful and it always says what it says. And if you get mad because I bring up something about pride or homosexuality or I, um, you know, start talking about the evil ways of former vice president Joe Biden, and let's just admit the guy is bona fide lunatic and he's evil. Mm-hmm. There's no getting about it. The guy is just off his rail. It's, he's off the rails. Yep. And um, he goes totally against God's word. He hasn't done one thing in the last 48 years, not one, that would support that he's a, that he knows God at all. He He's evil. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about this because you know what? You've been duped and hoodwinked. Yep. And if you get mad at that, that's, again, on you, right. not me. It is what it is. And, you know, it comes with anything. It comes if you don't like we talked about homosexuality or if you talk about, you know, pornography, if you mm-hmm. talk about feelings of um, being afraid or, or whatever. If you get mad at that, you're you're living again on your feelings and emotions. Right. You cannot um, allow that to take place. So you you. You're not living with eternity in mind at this right, point. Right. You're seeing what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And if you're living on feelings and emotions, again, you're not living on uh, with eternity. And for sure. You're not ready You're not ready for Jesus to return. Let's put it that way. Exactly. I won't be left out of that. Right. For sure. Yeah, I, I read this, and this was a lengthy passage. That was lengthy. Wasn't it? Um, but all of Matthew chapter 25 is actually really good. Oh, it's, it's about, very good. It's about being ready. For um for Jesus' return, it says, you know, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will set upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will tell you. The king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. And then he goes through um, to those on his left, and he says, away with you, you who are cursed, into the fire, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. And then he said, for I was hungry, 
and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty. You didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. And then they will pro- reply, probably in shock, like, what is he talking about? Exactly. We were good. We we followed him. He said, they said, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment. But the righteous will go into eternal life. Um, side note. Have you ever thought about just reading the entire Bible and just putting it on tape for people to buy or listen to? <laughs> Why? It's a lengthy passage it's of Scripture. Passage. He's all right with that. I kind of read that fast, too. It was really good, though. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a question. We could. Yeah. We could do it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. That'd be a lot. <laughs> it would be a lot. Yeah, good. That's a very good Scripture, though. And um, that's, that, that's yeah. um, you know. And what I said there was, you know, the last thing that I want to hear, the last thing I want you or anybody else to hear on the day of judgment is away with you. Yeah. Away with you. Because there's no, at that point, there's no, like, wave the white f- flag. Right. I surrender. Right. Your heart will be with that. Yeah. You know what I heard a while? This has been a long time ago. And I, I really don't know who told, where I heard this from. But, you know, they talk about hell being hot and weeping and gnashing of teeth and all that, and, you know, and all that. And, I, and I'm and i 100% sure that whatever how the Bible describes it, we're, we don't have the right picture, and exactly. it's going to be worse than what we can imagine. And I, I do not know who, said, who I heard say this, but they said hell is going to be this, that you are longing for God, mm. and you're longing for the, the forgiveness of your sin, mm. but you can never find it. Right. Think about that. You, you are going to live um, the guilt of mm-hmm. everything that you've ever done. So if you've had an affair, if you've murdered somebody, if you have whatever, yeah, that's going to be replayed. And you're going to want such deep forgiveness for that. Mm. And you're going to be crying out for that, but you're never going to get it. You know what? I think that's worse than uh, hot and weeping right. and gnashing because that actually now is your heart and your who you are. Right. And I can't think of anything worse than that. Now, I don't know, but that's just the, what the person said. And I've always had that in the back of my mind. Is, mm. is Could that be that way? Yeah, I cool. don't know. It's probably going to be ten times worse than what we can even imagine, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I lost my place. We're at Second Peter 3. Oh, um, that's, that's a longer passage, too. But, you know, just kind of touch on a couple points there. Um, you know, it says with we're talking about this idea of, you know, we must always be ready for Jesus' return. It says exactly. with, with the... With the Lord, this is Second Peter three eight through thirteen, but I'm just going to read a couple points here. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting any way anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And that's the beauty of God. Yep. And it's like God's being, God's this. He's right. not. Yep. And but it says the day the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And, so you got to be prepared. Got to be prepared. We've got to be ready. On down verses seventeen and eighteen says, "Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, you know it's like we we've, we've got the warning. We we know what's coming. Exactly. We just don't know the timeline of it. it." Says, "Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever." 
Awesome. So we can't become comfortable. We can't think that we're good to go. We can't. I actually like the um, the second point that you get got on that. It was God's mission f- for us is to gather as many disciples to him as we can. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like that because um, I like the analogy that you used of gathering the fish and you know, getting those together. I, I just like that. I, I yeah. thought that was a good analogy for that. And, and that's the word that really in this video clip, um, in this episode stuck out to me. Yeah. When I watched it, and I had watched it three times before I had watched it this last time and, and it really just hit me in a different way. But when Jesus looks at, at Simon and he says, you know, what does a net do? And Simon looks back at him and he's like, huh, you know, kind of like, if you only knew what, the what last night brought a net doesn't do anything like right, we didn't catch right, a single fish right. and Jesus says well what does a net normally usually do yeah and Simon says well it gathers yeah it gathers fish um and, and so I was that just that that idea of it you know it gathering that's what we're called to do we're called together and I uh, Matthew you have Matthew uh, four verses eighteen through twenty and I like this it says Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and they followed him. Yep. Yeah, Simon and Andrew were actually the first two disciples that Jesus called. And, um, but I, I love that. Some version, you know, some versions say, you know, I will make you fishers of men. Exactly. Um, but I like this one. It just says, um, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people and and again that's that idea of of going and we'll talk exactly. touch on that here in just a few minutes but you know we're called to go and make disciples um and that's what I said I said I don't want us to get the wrong idea here it's great that we invite people to church I, I think that inviting people to church is of great importance and it it should be done exactly I said but over the years we've be- we have become as Christians have become comfortable in our walls and expect people to come to us come well, to don't us. you think um the the excuse of Inviting somebody to church, which there's nothing wrong with that, so please mm-hmm. do that. Yes. Can be like watching the worship online and not coming to church. Mm-hmm. You've used church as a crutch. You use online yep. as a crutch. And so church has become a lot easier to talk about than Jesus Christ because what we have – here's been my experience. There's a lot of churched churched people. Right. But there's not a lot of spiritually depth. I'm in love with Christ people. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. We love God. Mm-hmm. But not to the point of that we're not we're more church than we are we love God. Right. And you know what? You can argue all day long about it with me. I'm just gonna be tell you you're wrong. My yep. experience tells me so much different. And yep. I've been in a lot of churches yep. and I've met a lot of people and we are over churched. Yep. And it's a tragedy because we have done that. So yeah, use church to invite somebody to come. Hey, we've got this going on. You need to hear this. This is awesome, whatever. But gathering people is different. Yes. Yep. And going is different. Yeah, but I said we must make sure, you know, inviting people to church is good, but we must make sure that we're inviting people to the true source of healing. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You know, church is not going to change you. No. Jesus Christ is going to change you. Exactly. He's the one who's going to to give us rest. Um, he's going to be the one who's going to change our heart, who's going to lead us to repentance. Um, and I said, Jesus doesn't say, 
go to church. He doesn't say go to a Bible study. He says, come to me. And don't you think when you read that, it says, come to me, all all you who are weary and you carry these heavy burdens, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you rest. Um, I mean, I think we think, oh, my sicknesses are my, you know, whatever. But uh, I think Jesus is talking about our spirit. Exactly. I think yes. Jesus is talking about um, my peace, mm-hmm. my joy. Mm-hmm. Um because I can have peace and joy and not be happy. Right. I can have my spirit can be calm and I can have a rest in my spirit when I have so many truck problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. didn't have that actually this morning, but I'm working on it. Okay. So exactly. Don't fault me yet, bro. Don't fault me. I'm not looking. I don't. <laughs> don't I'm, I'm not looking at you. I've, I've been there. Yeah. Right. So you know what I mean? It's like it come to me because I think every single one of us um, carry heavy burdens. Mm-hmm. I think every one of us yep. carry these things that we need to find solely through Jesus Christ. Find that rest, that peace. Exactly. And don't yeah. you want that? Yep. I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would it be like if we experienced the rest and the peace of Jesus Christ? And I'm not talking about a wimpy, passive, no confrontational, but I'm talking about this this rest that Jesus gives us in our spirit and in our soul because yep. we are that connected to him. Yeah. And so that also goes ties in with... Are we churched or are we spiritly spirit led? Spirit led, yeah. So um, there's difference in that. there. There is absolutely, you know. And I talked there too. You know, it, it's great that we invite people to church, but as we see Jesus do throughout His ministry, as we see, if you watch the chosen, you're going to see this. Sometimes Jesus had to meet people. The woman at the well, right? He had to meet people where they were. Sometimes he had to meet a need where they were. Before they would see the need for repentance, right? Before they, you know, we have to meet people where they are. Maybe it's a coworker or a friend or a family or, or or somebody. We have to sometimes meet them where they are before they'll see the need for corporate worship, right? Before they'll see the need to go deeper into God's word, into the Bible, um, and and then, you know, I said that you know we have that mission that Jesus gave us, Matthew chapter twenty eight, mm-hmm. verses eighteen through twenty. I said this is our mission. Mm-hmm. He gave it to the disciples before he left. And went back into heaven, and it is still just as important for us today as it was to them then. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Then you talked about Correct me if I'm wrong if I dreamt this, but you talked about there's there's tasks in yeah, that. There's there's three tasks in that mission, and um, I got that actually from a, a book I've had since college um, from my New Testament class, but Matthew for Everyone by N.T. Wright. Now, he actually, N.T., Tom, he, he goes by two different names. I don't know how. I so know. that's N. In, in dot t dot right right or you can search uh, Tom right, um, but is, is, I need to go. Is that the same last name as Derek? It is. I wonder if it's any relation. I doubt it. I doubt it too. Anyway. Um, but he says um, he says that we have three tasks, and they are to make disciples, to baptize, and to teach. Yeah. And then, and then I gave this quote, and, and it was directed toward that last task, the the task of teaching. Okay. And he says this task remains unfinished in our own day. And I think I'm going to break right there. Sometimes I think, and I touched on this later on in this point. I think that fin- becomes unfinished sometimes because people think, well, that's Craig's job. 
That's right. Brandon's job. That's a minister's job. Mm-hmm. Teaching is not my job. I don't know. You've heard this. I've heard this. Well, I just don't know enough about the Bible. Really? You have been a Christian for 50 years. Newsflash, I don't either. Right? Exactly. You know, and so it's, he says, talking about teaching, this task remains unfinished in our own day. If Christians around the world gave as much energy to it as they do to learning so many other things worthy in themselves, but none so important as this, we would make more headway with the gospel than we usually seem to do. And I think the one of the important lines in that quote is if Christians around the world gave as much energy um, to it as they were learning so many other things worthy in themselves, basically what we're doing to make ourselves what we want to be. Right. We're, we're not really, it's like, uh, it's like, I'm on sidetrack for a second. It's like we do everything else but that. Right. If we put as much energy into teaching and to discipling and to going into the world as we do our kids' sports programs, mm-hmm. what would we do? Yeah. We put that much energy and stuff into shooting my bone. Exactly. You know, or I'll be honest. Exactly. I, I know. I know 100% what you're saying. Um, sports, um, whatever. NASCAR, mm-hmm. baseball, mm-hmm. what, whatever we do. Do we put as much energy on what we and of our ourselves right. than we do on the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. You know what? No, we do not. Nope. And I'm going to say n- no. Yeah, I agree. Not even myself. And that, and that's the thing. You know, we we have to. And I made this point. We have to make the effort. Exactly. You know, and that's what that's what we're saying. That's what Jesus is telling him. Go into all the worlds. You see that where Jesus said, um, I think it was Matthew chapter nine. Where he tells them, you know, pray, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send workers into the field. Mm-hmm. And then at the very first part of chapter 10, what does Jesus do? He sends them out two by two. He's like, oh, yeah, those those uh, harvesters, you know, that you prayed for, that's you. Now go. Go into the towns. Right, and right. Jesus sends the disciples out to teach. You know, he didn't say, hey, just let's sit right here and wait for people to come to us. Right. We have to make the right. effort sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, people will come to us. People are searching. That's, that's exactly. true. But sometimes they're not. And Jesus is telling us to go, to make the effort. I said, it's like when, um, you know, it's, it's like when I go bass fishing with my dad. Sometimes you pull up on a spot and it's like, man, we've caught bass here before. This is a great spot. That looks so good. Right. We're going to catch bass here and you throw your lure in and nothing. And you throw it in again and nothing, and you change lures and nothing. Well, do we just continue to throw even though that we're not catching anything, even though we're not getting a nibble? No, we we pull up the trolling motor, and we start the boat motor, and we move to a new spot. We make the effort to go find the fish. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do too, and and sometimes we just get so comfortable – Kind of going through our daily motions and going to our sporting events and 100% everything else. Correct. That, I mean, you know, and that's why you know N.T. Wright says this task remains unfinished in our own day. You know, because sometimes we see that it's not our task to finish, and sometimes we're too worried about you know learning so many other things or doing so many other things. I think he knocks it out of the park right there. I do too. I think I think it's really good. I I, I think his quote is um, it's kind of um you know it's kind of a John Piper type quote. You kind know? of, yeah. It's kind of, um, it was a little lofty. It's lofty. You got it. You got it. You got to But when you start looking at the words, and literally, um, and I caught this yesterday, what I just brought out about that line. Yeah. And I know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have probably dumbed it down for myself, but he, what how he said it was perfect. Right. And um, you know, I think that making headway with Jesus and the gospel is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's about. 
church or denomination Correct. or what I think is right or wrong or should I sing this hymn or should I sit on this pew or a chair or I, I don't care about that stuff. Yep. That's junk and smoke and mirrors. Yep. Um, but what I do care about is the gospel being advanced and people finding Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and, and their lives are changing. Exactly. They don't change immediately, but they change gradually over a Absolutely. period of time because I haven't, I'm still changing. I'm still morphing. I feel mm-hmm. like that I'm never going to be what I need to be. And, um, you know, I've accepted that, but I also know that I need to keep changing. Right. It's being, here's our word again. It's being intentional. Exactly. It's knowing that, Hey, I'm not where I want to be. And so I have to, it's it's that, uh, it's that process of sanctification. It's continuing to strive for holiness. And then you had, it's not my job to separate the fish. It's my job to gather them. And this was really the big point that, that hit me upside the head watching this clip. Um, so often I think we want to gather the fish. And we want to separate. We want to right. see who's in. We want to, you know, I want to look at you, Craig, and be like, I don't think Craig's going to make it. Nope. He, he needs to go. He might be right someday. Right. Especially some days, this morning right. when I went to start my truck up right. again. I wouldn't have made it. But Yeah. And, and so I, I said, you know, I feel that this is something that we have to fight against. You know, we want to catch the fish mm-hmm. and separate them, too. You know, we want to say who's in the kingdom of heaven and who's out. And And while we can tell a Christ follower by their fruit, um, it's still not ours. We still have to... Go make disciples and teach, and and that and that's true. It's like a few weeks ago. I don't know if you remember when I said this. Is that you know we the saying that comes up all the time? You can't judge me. You have no right to judge me. Uh, that's a stupid statement because am I wrong that when I said that um, God's already judged what sin is? Exactly. He's already told me that homosexuality is bad, lying exactly. is bad, uh, exactly. stealing is bad. Uh, you know, having uh, sex outside of marriage is bad, whether you're single or whether you're married. It's all bad. Right. That's a sin. God has already judged that. It's not my job, though, to judge if you're going to go to heaven or hell. Exactly. I can just tell you. You have you to continue to point to the source. Part of the gospel is yep. pointing you back to the, to the forgiveness exactly. of your sin. I know you did this. and. Maybe you had an abortion. Maybe you stepped out on your spouse. You know what? There's still salvation in you. There's still there's a still a way out for right. us. And right. So, uh, yeah, and I like that because um, it isn't our job. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's our job to teach and preach and disciple. Part of discipling and teaching is telling what God's it, word is. It's the hard stuff. Yeah, very hard. Right. Very very hard. So, but it's good stuff. And I thought you did a good job yesterday. And thank you. Um, thought it went um, really well. And and now. We're on to the next thing. John Everybody the stuck with me again. John the, stuck with you. Exactly. It's a short stint this time. It's a very short stint. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know this or not. I know we're running. Uh, well, we are running over, aren't we? Mm-hmm. But um, we talked a lot about talk trucks. About, and yeah, we did. I'm sorry, guys. Swimming well, and Todd Norquist sends out an email every week about the Blessing Box. And I'm going to just give you a rundown of what we need this week from the Blessing Box. We need canned tuna, canned meat, chicken, spam, I like spam. Do you like spam? It's all right. Okay. We need pasta and rice side dishes. We need boxed brex- breakfast cereal, pasta sauce, Ramon noodles, canned fruit, canned vegetables. That's what we need. There you go. You know what? I need to go get some spam. I like spam. Fry it up with some green beans or something. You know, that does not sound half bad. I wonder how much spam is. I wonder if it's cheaper right now since, you know. I doubt it. You don't think so? I doubt it. Everything's more expensive. Well, you do have a point there. Everything. You have a point. Um, just also, we got three more weeks left on The Chosen. Uh, the school supply giveaway. I did all right with that announcement yesterday, didn't I? You did very well. You did. I'm proud of you. I didn't know if I was going to be able to. That's a lot of info for a guy who has ADD. Right. 
But uh, the school supply giveaway is going to be on Wednesday, August the 3rd from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Richwood Lake Shelter House. Um, we're going to be packing bags on Sunday, July 31st here at RCC, and we still need a, a few items. I saw maybe three or four items left that were on the board this morning, and you can find those in the Welcome Center. And if you'd like to supply, if you'd like to help out, um, you can help bag those on July, July 31st. 31st, and you have to sign up to do that, right? You do. Richwood.church. Forward slash sign up. That's right. Perfect. I will be, uh, won't be able to help out with that. I know you won't. We'll be on vacation. And then we've already mentioned, did I mention the fair service already? You right? did. Perfect. Yep. We're, we're, we're doing well on that. That was, uh, September the 4th. September the 4th. Good yep. deal. September the 4th. Anything else coming up? Yeah. Did you mention tomorrow night? I did not. Tomorrow night. That. Is our monthly night of prayer, 6 o'clock, right here at RCC. We hope you will come out and join us for that. I look forward to that. Um, and so. I do too. I think it's going to be good. It's a, you know, if you get a few minutes, come out and join us and have a good, um, good time where we get together and just pray. And, um, last month we didn't go as long. We prayed for the things and basically you just come in, show up and, if you got something on your heart you want to pray for, throw it out to the group. We have a couple people that pray, and then we go to another subject and pray about that. So it's Absolutely. usually pretty good. Yep. Usually pretty good. So a single pack, 12-ounce, is that a can? I mean, it's metal, of four. Spam. Oh, okay. It's $3.58. And you get quite a, you could probably get a meal out of that, right? That makes it $4.77 a pound. I might as well get hamburger. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was so expensive. You would think that wouldn't be, um, but I have had spam before where, you know, you slice it pretty thin and you fry it up and you put cheese on it and, you know, it's good stuff. I'd rather have Oscar Mayer bologna if that's the case. <laughs> or let's just go to the GNR and get their fried bologna. There we go. That's good stuff. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. You know, we, we we need to, we need to get to the uh, coffee hall so we can do our We do need to go there. to the coffee hall. But what we need to do, is we need to someday just throw out that you and I are going to be for lunch somewhere and see if anybody joins us. We should. We should do that. Maybe next week we'll do that. We'll pick a place and okay. do that. So I'm down. And if you're in Florida or some other state, you can still join us. You can us join us. Like. Yep. Just plan ahead to, so exactly. you get here at the right time. Exactly. That's right. Well, thank you. It was a, a good day, I hope. Sorry we went a little longer. Um, I get long-winded, you know. That's what I leaned over to Craig yesterday because it's like, hey, for service, I'm like, hey, we're going to finish early. Do you know why that is? And he looked at me like, why? I was like, because I'm not leading worship to do extra talking. Exactly, and he didn't pray, you know, 10, 15 minutes. That's true. I did that before. You're like T, T what's his name, T.G. Jakes or T. something? T.G. Jakes. Where you pray like an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. wow. All you need is that. All those, you know, the nine thousand dollar suits. Exactly. To wear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I wore a t-shirt yesterday. You know, for I, thank you for dressing up. You're welcome. So I, I wore my chosen t-shirt, and I love that quote. Um, that that is a great one-liner from Simon, and he says, "I used to be one way, and now I'm completely different." And the thing that happened in between was him. It's really good. Such a good quote. Yeah, it's very good. Um, Tony. Tony saw that and he was like, you used to be a bass and now you're a walleye <laughs> because it's got the fish going the yeah, different right, way. Right. Um, but no, Leah Matlack, I call her out. She goes, how come you dress up more when you uh, when you lead worship than you do when you preach? <laughs> Someone was like, it was his chosen shirt. 
So thanks, Leah. This is coming from the girl who has holes in her jeans. They, they're holy jeans. It's exactly right. So maybe I should wear holy jeans. Yeah, maybe you should. Probably not. Skinny <laughs> like, jeans. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not happening. Well, on that note, we hope that um, you're hope not you about guys to have eat a good lunch. Day that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not about to eat lunch or anything. So I just ran their car off the road. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we hope you do have a great week, and I uh, hope you join us back. I hope um, you get your truck issues figured out. Well, we'll figure it out. I'm 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 either going to uh, sell it, burn it, dump it somewhere. I don't don't know burn it. If you would like uh, a good deal on a 2012 red Chevy Silverado, give reach out to Craig give and give him a call. Him a call. Yeah. So we hope you have a good week, um, and we will catch you next week on Grounded with Brandon and Craig. See you, Craig. Bye. Bye.